So we're dealing with our spiritual responsibilities as believers. Hallelujah in Christ Jesus. That what God expects of us as we grow up uh, in our natural life, a time comes when our parents expect us to help out with the housework. Isn't that true? And then we step up. If we don't step up, we are disciplined. The time has come for us to learn what it means uh, to be children of God because we are responsible to do some things in the house for the advancement of the kingdom of God. We're no longer children, just babies. Now, there might be babies among us. We're also helping them to grow. Amen? So we said that the first thing would be that we would need to study, meditate upon the word of God, so that the word of God is entrenched in us. It's, we drive the word into our system. So the word becomes a part of our inner consciousness. All right? It is our responsibility to maintain that. We're supposed to keep the word of God, do the word of God, keep the word that we have heard. That means if he sleeps, we put it back in through meditation. We're supposed to do that. It's our job to do that. We're supposed to nurture the word that is in us until it brings forth fruit. Amen? The psalmist said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. Hallelujah. During that time, we dealt with the parable of the sower and said that all those, um, what do you call it, grounds we read of there are actually people. And you decide whether you want to be a good ground or not. Praise the Lord. Number three is that we need to be conscious of the fact and live that way that the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. The just shall live by faith. So we walk by faith. We fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. So if things are not working, you need to look at your faith. How is he doing? Has, you know, do I believe God? God is a good God. God is just and God is faithful. Um, he's faithful and just. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, that God is faithful and just. Hallelujah. What that means is that he's reliable to do his own part. We ought to do ours. Once we do ours, it means automatically that God's power is deployed on our behalf. We play by his rules, not our rules. Amen? Number four is that we need to develop and maintain an effective prayer life. Every Christian is required to pray. Um, you don't, when you give your tithe and your offering, it doesn't mean that you're paying us to do your spiritual work for you. You have to pray because you've got to go to God and ask for things for yourself. He says, you ask, you have not, because you ask not. Hallelujah. And he also goes further to say, sometimes you ask, and you do not receive, because you ask that you may spend it upon your own lusts. So there's a proviso there that you should not ask to spend on your loss. Hallelujah. Prayer stops tests and temptations. Or if they come at all, you wouldn't even notice that they came. 
because you're prayed up, because you're in that place where you're built up. The Bible says something to us in Jude 20. It says, and you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. The more you spend time in prayer, especially in the spirit, the stronger you're going to become spiritually, the healthier you're going to become. Number five, every believer is required by the Lord Jesus to be in fellowship, deliberately be in fellowship with other believers. That if you are in fellowship with the body. Now remember that God's goal concerning the church is that we should be one. So even as he and the father are one. Is that not true? Is that not what Jesus said? Hallelujah. He wants us to be one. And we can be one if you are at home thinking something different and the church is thinking something different. And one is greater than the other. The church is greater than our individual selves. And we are supposed to function as a body. We can function as a body if you have, you know, your own ways of doing things. All of us are governed by one rule, the word of God, the instruction from the scriptures. If you don't have the discipline to understand that it is by God's rules you will end up destroying your Christian life. Hallelujah. A believer is required to be in fellowship, which means you can be tired, worn out. You get up, get yourself off of your bed, dress up and say, I am going to church. Buddy, I'm taking you to church. That's what God has in mind. I'm taking you to fellowship with other believers. It's not just church like in the building. I'm going to have fellowship with God. When you have fellowship with the saints, you're having fellowship with God. Is it that I can't have fellowship in my room with God? When you're supposed to be in church and you're trying to do that, God will not be there with you. You feel some things. You're doing a wrong thing. Hallelujah. Because he said clearly in his word, and not forsaking the gathering of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Hallelujah. If we go through the scriptures, you see that in the book of Acts, the brethren were gathering together. They, they gathered together. In fact, every day, they did. Now, we're not required to do this every day. But in their day, they did it every day. Hallelujah. Don't be looking for excuses not to be in the fellowship of the, of, of the saints. If you're doing that, the flesh is guiding you. And the devil will help. If you notice something, you're honest with yourself. When you're not, when you have been a habit of telling these stories and excusing yourself from church and all of that, dryness begins to come into your Christian life. A, a not want to keep doing it is there. But you know enough that there's a hell so you can't give it up completely, but in your heart of heart, you don't want to do it anymore. Number six, we are required by the Lord to advance the kingdom of God through evangelism. We are the ones that are supposed to witness to the world. It's our responsibility as children of God to witness to the world. The Bible says, 
How will they believe on him they, whom, of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without a preacher? It is our duty to publish the gospel. That is the great commission. In Mark chapter 16, the Bible says there from verse 15, he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is the master's command. That is what Jesus said we should do. That is his instruction. You know, we measure, we, we measure on the fringe benefits. We major on the benefits of the kingdom and make that the object of our walk with God. And that is not true. That is for children. We need to get to the place where we begin to do kingdom business. Jesus said, I'm here to do the will of my father. That we begin to do the will of God and become proper sons and daughters of God. And not just babies. Number seven is we said you should maintain a good report. Maintain a good report so that you are doing the gospel. So that you beautify the gospel. It's, the Bible says, let your, it says, let your light so shine before men that they may behold your good works and give glory to your Father that is in heaven. Now it brings us to what we're talking about, we'll be talking about today, and what, which is it is our responsibility as children of God to exercise authority over and against the devil and his cohorts. Under the Old Covenant and the Old Testament, the concept of Satan or the devil was there. The evil one, the wicked one, the father of lies, the thief. The concept of the devil was there, but it was not revealed. So God took responsibility for everything that happened under the Old Testament because man was in his infancy and under tutors and governors until the time appointed by God. And then he sent Jesus to redeem us. Now that he has brought us out and taught us what it means to operate as children of God, he now revealed the fact that it was the devil who was responsible for all the wicked things you have been seeing. So in John chapter 10 verse 10, Jesus said, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So he's not letting us know that there is a devil out there, that everything you see didn't come from God. Even though in the book of Job, it showed there that the devil was the one responsible for killing Job's children and destroying his business and afflicting him and putting disease on his body. But Job thought it was God. Why? Because the concept of Satan was not revealed. He is the devil, the wicked one. His concept was not revealed, but now it's been revealed to us. So Jesus began to train the body and said, 
all power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. He said, go and preach the gospel. All power has been given to Jesus. He turned around and delegated the power to us and said, go and preach the gospel, which means he gave us grace to preach the gospel, authority to stop the adversary if we have to. We need to, and we always need to. If there is death in the camp, if there's destruction in the camp, if there's stealing in the camp, the devil is responsible. There is no divorce that takes place without the devil, directly or indirectly. There is no drug addict out there without the devil. Every abnormality in the world it was created by the devil. Homosexuality, adultery, fornication, Every excess that you see in the world was created by the devil. Abortion, the devil. Late-term abortion, all the killings, the murders you're seeing out there, the devil. Everything you're seeing out there that is unpleasant to the eyes, the devil. Mental distress, the devil. Depression, the devil. He's responsible for all of those things. There's a reason I'm saying what I'm saying. Lack, the devil. Every curse, the devil. Loneliness that you cannot seem to explain, the devil. Self-pity, pity parties, the devil. Discouragement, the devil. Suicide, the devil. There is no suicide in this world without the devil. And if we don't keep people, reminding people where it's coming from, they're telling lies now. In a little bit, they will even conclude that the devil is the good guy. The adversary, the enemy, is all one person. He has all these offices. He's the enemy of mankind and the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the antichrist. He's responsible for all the fake religions around the world. Human sacrifice, the devil. In Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, which also represent the devil. He's called the old serpent. Praise God. All right. His lieutenants and cohorts are these scorpions and serpents. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Behold, I give unto you what? Power. Now, the word power here is the Greek word exousia. And it means authority. Which means you don't have to feel some kind of, you know, shaking and quaking before you can exercise it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't feel that, you know, I feel this anointed, then I can, no. That's not what the anointing does. Authority is different. You don't have to feel anything. I don't despise, I love the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
But when it comes to binding the devil, don't wait to be anointed specially. You've already been given that grace. It's inside of you in Christ Jesus. I give unto you power. And this power is absolute. And it is over all the ability of the wicked one. Over the dunamis and the authority of the devil. Which means it is overriding authority. If things aren't working right, take authority. If you don't take authority over the adversary, he will do an exercise and reign as much as he wants. Though the master adds a slight warning. He says, notwithstanding, in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. When you got born again, your name was written in the Lamb's book of life. There's a book of life. Then there is the Lamb's book of life. The Lamb's book of life, your name is in there. You, and my name is in there. When you got born again, you received eternal life. And everyone who has that life has their name written in the book. Hallelujah. So, he's given us authority. In Mark chapter 16, Jesus began to talk about these things and said, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. That means they can drive out devils. They can do what? Drive out devils. Cast them out. Drive them out. Stop them. Ask them to leave. The spirits are subject to us. The demonic spirits of this world the principalities and powers of darkness, the forces utilized by the witches and the, 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 the occult, they are subject to us in the name of Jesus. There is no such thing as a witch or a wizard that has more power than the church. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. Now, when he says if you take, drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you, it doesn't mean you should go and bring cyanide and start drinking and see what will happen. No. But I'm saying that if you drank it, somebody gave it to you, it will not hurt you. But you must believe it. If you already speak with tongues, it's working, it's not working you. Jesus gave us all of these things, his authority. He said, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's given to us, it's in us, every one of us. Every believer on the Lord Jesus Christ has authority to do these things. We have authority. In the name of the Lord Jesus. 
When the cripple are around you, you can exercise that authority. Say in the name of Jesus, I command you to walk. And you see, as you exercise authority and you get result, your faith and confidence will increase. It takes the bold, it takes the bold declaration of the word of God to command the supernatural. Everybody in your school can be there when you want to pray for the person. Boldly stand for, you see, if you boldly stand for God, God will boldly manifest himself on your behalf. Did you hear what I said? He will boldly manifest himself before everybody on your behalf.